What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. In this multidimensional world, much of which is invisible to the eye, a group of non-physical entities have come here to expand our knowledge of how the universe works. These non-physical teachers are called Joshua, and they convey their teachings through Gary Temple Bodley. Each week, Gary, with a selection of Law of Attraction experts, open up a roundtable of thought-provoking discussions surrounding the teachings of Joshua. Joshua's intention is to bring clarity to the listeners through the ever-expanding Law of Attraction by looking at reality from a new perspective. Welcome to the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Hello, everyone. This is Episode 30 of the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today is May 7th, 2016. This is the Manifestation Event episode. Do you know what a Manifestation Event is? It's a point of expansion. Manifestation events are happening when you feel emotion. When you feel positive emotion, you are having a manifestation event which causes expansion and reinforces beneficial beliefs. When you feel negative emotion, you are having a manifestation event designed to alert you to a limiting belief based in fear. In each case, you expand as a result. The way you deal with manifestation events determines how your vibration changes and what comes into your reality as a result. If you want to get good at manifesting the things you want and creating a wonderful life experience, you need to understand how manifestation events work. Our question this week comes from Kyla. She had a manifestation event, and we'll see how she handled it and what Joshua had to say about it. On the roundtable today, we have Michael Kutzen. Hi, Michael. Hey, Gary. Kimberly Summit. Hi, Kimmy. Good morning. And Steve Finitza is back from his trip in Italy. Bonjourno, Steve. Ciao. <laughs> no, you should have said ciao, ciao Bella. Ciao Bella. Ciao um, Bella. Janine is still in South Africa having a great time and should be back with us next week. What does uh, ciao Bella mean, by the way? Hello, beautiful. Okay, so you're saying I'm beautiful? You're always beautiful. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> so... Um, Prior to this is the, the manifestation event is the one thing um, that f- that has come up that's I haven't heard anywhere else. This is completely new. It's one of the you know it was obviously written about in the first book back in 2013, um, and Joshua talks about it all the time. And it's a great way of looking at how your emotions, why they come up what's happening when you're having an emotion, how your guidance system is working, and 
what is the result of it? And so when you think of a manifestation event, it's, an, it's a moment in time where you feel emotion. It could be positive emotion or negative emotion. If it's positive emotion, it's alerting you to a beneficial belief. If it's negative emotion, it's alerting you to a limiting belief that's based in fear. So when you feel positive emotion, for instance, you're witnessing the birth of a child or your child comes home with a great report card or whatever, and you feel good about it, it is letting you know that this belief that you have is beneficial and it's perfectly aligned with who you really are and what you really want. Conversely, when you feel negative emotion, something happens, you get into an argument or um, you, know, you feel bad in some way, you feel anger or any kind of negative emotion, it's alerting you to the fact that you have a limiting belief um, and that belief is based in an irrational fear and you're looking at this whole situation from a perspective that is disempowering rather than empowering. So you need to, in these cases, either analyze your fear or your belief and reduce the intensity, intensity of that by finding evidence that is false, or just change the perspective and find, try and find a perspective that you can see it differently. And as soon as you find one that feels better or you feel relief, you found one that's now more aligned with what you want. What do you guys think of that? Joshua 101. That's basic <laughs> Joshua right there. Basic Joshua. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> and, I and, have... and, it, and it's sometimes, and it's not so easy to learn how to do initially, but it certainly helps you live your life after once you get it down. Although you never get it down perfectly. It's it's helpful, um, obviously, and right, it's not easy, but once you get practice at it, it gets easier. Just the fact that you are, are supposed to understand that when you have negative emotion, that you're not supposed to just you know suffer through it. You're not supposed to dwell on it. You're not supposed to leave it lingering. You're supposed to resolve it. That's the whole point. And as you resolve it and get back to feeling good, you're back on track to going where you want to go. We always grew up thinking, okay, it's life. Sometimes you feel good. Sometimes you feel bad. Nothing you can do about it. Well, that's not true. Uh, it's a very important to be able to expand in joy. First thing that Abraham says is that the reason we come here is to expand joyously through contrast. Okay? So obviously we can expand joyously through, you know, fun things and and empowering manifestation events, but it's the expand joy, joyfully, joyously through contrast. So a contrast is a manifestation event that's, you know, that you feel negative emotion. I, I think that was missing from Abraham's message because I had been listening to Abraham for 10 years before I found Joshua. And I felt like my growth, I guess, through Abraham is I'm waiting for, you know, expand joyously. Maybe I wasn't joyous enough, but I didn't feel like, I was progressing near the speed. Once I started with Joshua, and, and instantly he says, okay, it's, it's all about manifestation events. It's manifestation. Analyze it. Analyze it. And then I felt like, shoot, you know, I was like going at light speed. And you're actually get to the point where you look forward to that next manifestation event because you know you're going to come out on the other side happier, lighter. Right. 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 Or, although, although I don't think it's necessarily missing from Abraham, 
I think it's not quite as emphasized. I think it's just a question of emphasis. Uh, because Abraham does teach about the whole idea of going downstream and not letting things, you know, if something is going wrong or something is not enjoyable to you, to just kind of ride it out and say, look, you know, steer right into it and let it go and focus and be happy no matter what. That message is there. What I think, but, but what I think Joshua adds to it is an emphasis, a, a <clears throat> nuance to it so that we focus on it more, and I think it makes the message more complete. Well, it's, you know, Joshua's teachings are more specific, which really means that it's, the teachings are for a more limited leading edge of a leading edge. So if you look at Abraham, this is leading edge information that is still very general. So it's still very inviting to people who are new. Um, and... You know, it's also, if you look at the secret, the secret was super general and super inviting. People could get on board with that. And then they go from the secret to more specific, which is Abraham. And not everyone can go there because it's a much higher vibration. And then they go to Joshua or whoever else, um, which is even more specific, which is the sort of thing that I like about it, is that there's stuff here that, that... People might disagree with, but the information is super specific. Um, and in the case of manifestation events, I mean, this whole time, I can go to a funeral now and look at that from the perspective that the person is just going back to non-physical, that they had the experience that they wanted to have here no matter how short or long it was, and that it's a joyful occasion. And I can feel good in it where everyone else is crying about it. And so in that manifestation event, when someone dies, it's very easy for me. However, when it's an issue that's close to me, like I had a big one last uh, Sunday, it's, I still get caught up in it. And it's super hard not to react, just react negatively. I did a lot better than I would have done, for sure. Lily was really surprised how well I handled it. But um, it was... You know, it felt so bad, and it stuck with me for two days. But it was a well, big one because it was close to me. And Gary, if I can add to that, just because of reading uh, the Joshua book that I've been reading, I keep forgetting the title of it, Man Manifesting. I think it's the Manifesting book. It's um, called, you're reading a radical change? Yes, 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 yes. Your approach to life. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I always forget the title of that book. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but I think even with the passing, like, I've been reading the book. I think I'm on page like a hundred and I think I'm maybe, maybe close to page 200 now. Uh -huh. But even with Kahlua passing, like, yes, I was very Kahlua, sad. Your dog. Kahlua is my dog, my female chocolate lab. And um, I was very sad when she passed away. But, and one of my friends said, oh, when you go and pick up your, her ashes, you're going to be a wreck. And I was like, well, I don't think so. Because... I finally realized that, like, she just changed stages. Like, she's actually still here. And right. she's actually very – she's the reason why I just, I just got my little Mini Cooper because she was like, Mom, you need to go and have fun. So, I'm like, okay. so I mean, she's the one that guided me to the car for real. I, I said that to the lady at the vet yesterday. She probably thought I was nuts, but I don't really care. And um, But I really wasn't sad. Like, I, I, I picked up her ashes, and I was just happy to have them. And then, you know, I brought her home, and I, I wasn't like a mess. Like, one of my girlfriends said I would be, 
and I really wasn't like I realized you know what that was and how it's not like I'm not I don't want to create sadness for the future for my other dogs or for my other animals or for yourself or for myself they're just changing stages so even in that instance you know maybe the first day that it all happened and she passed away and it was so sudden and it was a shock there were a lot of things going on but as time you know went along I really changed my perspective on it and it really like it really even helped me go into pick up like I was excited to go pick up her ashes. Yeah. You know? Well, this is a good time to read the quote. Do you have the quote there anyone? I do. Okay. So read that quote. Be aware that all of this is happening for you and not to you. So <laughs> So if you can just take that perspective that no matter what is happening is happening for you. Right. You know, just, everything is happening for you. It's it's interesting in that each of us has our lives. We're interacting now, but all of you are here for me, and all of us are here for you all at the same time. And everything that happens is always for you, not to you. You are expanding as a result of whatever is happening, and how you choose to handle that just really... Um, is a matter of is the ride going to be bumpy or smooth, and that's really all it is. I, I just can't let this quote go without a comment about the amazing picture that Deborah Joe took here. Yeah, she didn't take or, it, or, or not is, take it, yeah. took it, but obtained it and and right. and set up the uh, and set up the picture. Yeah. It is just amazing. If you mm. can't see it or you haven't, you should go to the teachings of Joshua website and and look at this. If you're not already getting the question of the week. Right. But it's got this, this person is in, it looks like some sort of an enclosed natural setting, and light is shining through on this person. It is just remarkable. Yeah. It's like yeah. a lake, lake there or a pond there, and light's coming down. You know, the, 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 pro- the problem with all these pictures or all of these images that, uh, that Deborah Joe is doing is that she's setting the bar higher and higher for herself. I know. They're getting better and better. They're, uh, it's, you look at the it's ones hard from to like believe that this, two years that ago. That she's getting yeah. so good at the, you know, that she, they're, and they're all amazing. I try to do some too, and I can't. <laughs> they just do not compare at all. It's amazing. It, maybe it's not your forte, you know? Well, it's definitely her forte. She's super yeah. creative. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so a manifestation event, no matter what it is, it's always happening for you. So I had one this um, weekend. Um, Lily's mother passed away three months ago, and on Saturday we took her ashes um, on the boat, and they're in this can- um, vessel made of sand, and we had a really nice little ceremony and threw roses in the water, and then dropped the, we went three miles offshore and dropped the container in the ocean. And it was such a clear, beautiful day that you could see this thing as it sank to the bottom. We were 100, 200 feet deep. And as it was going under under the water, it just lit up. The sun hit it, and it just shined. It was really incredible. Wow. Um, so we're all Very looking cool. over the side. And then as... We just happened to be faced perfectly towards the tallest condo in Singer Island called the Tierra, which is where she used to live and where we all remember her from. So it was really a neat moment. Um, so then the next day was Lily's sister's birthday, and we have her, her boyfriend, Thomas, and uh, two of her kids who are in their 20s over and make steaks and have a great dinner outside. 
And then Lily brings up the fact that we need to sell the condo. And uh oh, uh oh, here we go. Right, here we and, go again. And Marisa won't deal with it. It's been three months, and the stuff is, you know, she's been cleaning it out little by little, and you know, keeping. She's holding the checkbook, and she's a signer on the account because she was helping Lily's mom as she was going through her last days, and she she refuses to do anything. You know, and and it was funny too because during the you know dropping of the ashes ceremony, Lily and I were like happy and having a good time and thought about how fun it was that all three of the kids were there and and we're all there together and all this is happening. It was working out perfectly and the day was gorgeous and they're all bawling their eyes out. Now, Lily's mom was, you know, late 80s. She had a fantastic life and oh. she went relatively quickly. There was not a lot of pain or anything. Um, but they're just crying like it was, you know, a, a tragedy, like she, you know, got hit by a car or something. And so we're feeling a little bit, you know, joyous, and they're feeling totally upset, but it got better, and we went and hung out for a little while. And the next night, Lily brings this up, and Marisa just lost it. And what she said was some things that were attacking the very core of who I am, which was she didn't want me to list the property because she says, you know we can't trust you. And I think that I'm one of the most trustworthy people in the world that it doesn't have anything to do with me anyway, right? They're, you know, I put it on the market, get a contract, and they decide what they want to do with it. I have no Well, you know, on top of to everything them. else, you kind of have incentive to get the highest possible price. Plus, it's, <laughs> I'm not charging for it, right? Obviously, I'm doing the, that type for free, which will save them $10,000. Plus, it's what you know. Like, right. you're the expert in that. Why well, we, even you... that, yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm the expert in it. I've ha- owned a condo in that same development. I know the condo board. I know every unit inside and out. I'm very familiar with it. And... Um, you know, that sort of thing. But so, anyway, that had nothing to do with it. She was just trying to say something, which was she couldn't trust me. I don't know what that is. So there's no history there? Not that I know of. I don't know why she can't trust me. Oh. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so I felt the negative emotion, realized this is a manifestation event, and didn't say anything. Just was, okay, whatever, fine, you know, we'll, we'll do whatever you want to do, and and. Basically, they left, and I was, like, shooken up by it. Um, and then I had to sit down and realize, okay, what's the underlying fear? And the fear is that I'm not good enough in real estate, even for my family to understand that. Or, um, and even though, you know, there's so much evidence against it, it's still coming up, which is, you know, I've been doing it for 30 years right in this one town. So what that sounds ridiculous. And you know, just a lot of other fears that came up. And I had to just really sit down and resolve it. And it took a couple of days to do it, even me doing it. So I can see how it happens to everyone else as well. It's not an easy thing to get through. Yeah, but it takes a lot of practice. No, objectively, it's a very hurtful statement that she made. Well, it's only hurtful if you believe there's some truth to it. Okay, so I have some limiting belief about myself that when that, I mean, I attracted that comment somehow. It doesn't come out of the blue. Something happened to attract it, right? Sure. It happened for me to get over this insecurity that I have about whatever it is. And, um, you know, and so 
so it's not her that did anything. I don't want her to be any different than she was being. Although, of course, that's my first reaction, is how can she say this? How dare you? I made you this wonderful dinner for your birthday, and here you are attacking me. Right? That's, so that's the first instinct, is to try and change the conditions or change the people so that they behave in a way that makes you feel good. But if they just did that all the time, these issues would never be brought to the surface that you could resolve. So this manifestation event is a gift. And, the, and if you can see it as a gift, when they happen... You can move through it joyfully. And when I say joy, it's not like with giddy laughter. It's like the same way you enjoy reading an article, right? That's If you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't read it. You're not giddy with excitement, but you enjoy what you're doing. And that is joy. And so if you're enjoying the process of figuring these things out, you're expanding in joy. And it's just a different perspective, and it makes it a whole lot easier, too, when it happens. And you don't know necessarily, like, let's say this goes a little bit farther and they hire a real estate agent, another real estate agent to sell the place. This could be somebody that you meet and connect with, and he has something for you down the road that you you have no idea right now what it is. Exactly. Right. There's a whole different perspective. Millions of things that could come up. And if if I was concerned about the money... That would have been a fear there, but that fear, my fear was the fact that people who are in my life, who are close to me, don't trust me, you know, so. Yeah, you should flesh that That's out. That's the thing I yeah. <laughs> That's it. I know there's definitely something big in that, and I think that uh, once I release that. Well, you know what, and she may have also saved you a real <laughs> headache with this apartment anyway. Oh, we're going to still list it. You know, she agreed to list it and all that stuff. And right, but there could be issues that arise that eventually the broker is going to have to deal with. That no, could... I'm the broker. Yeah. I'm sorry? I'm the broker. I'm the real estate broker. No, I understand that, but I thought they said that they don't want you as the broker. No, no. she said that she didn't want me. And when oh, okay. Said, this is ridiculous. You're going to spend extra, you know. Oh, okay, so she decided to bring you back on board. Get someone else. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, what, what the thing was is she said that she, she, she said, you know... I can't, we can't. She said, "You know, we can't trust you." Right. That's what she said. Right. Yeah. And I think what they're th- saying, thinking, what she's thinking, is that I'm spending, I'm blowing money playing poker. She thinks that no matter what the evidence is, and how much, you know, money I make from poker, she still thinks it's gambling, and she thinks that all gamblers are untrustworthy. So that's her own limiting beliefs. Well, it has to be in mine too. I have to right. be. Okay. I have to also agree with her. She can't say it unless I agree with her. It would never come up. Right. Right. But then, Gary, isn't there something on her end of things about how? Only if she feels it. That's well, and but, that's but she was also holding on to the to the condo, like she wouldn't yeah, let it I go. Can't change her. I can right? only change me. She can have her own manifestation event, and that's often what happens is when you get into a situation with somebody, they're having a manifestation event at the same time, but mm-hmm. there's could be something completely different. Right, you know? right, right. Well, and hers might be, and it's good to see her perspective, and hers might be that, why are they rushing? They're just trying to get rid of everything. I mean, there's a piano, an old piano that she thinks is worth $14,000, and I've done research on eBay and Craigslist and found that this model of it while it's still old, isn't worth anything. And to move it costs more than what it's worth. It's so gigantic. just give it away. 
Just get right. away. Well, she won't give it away, and she wants to sell it for $15,000. No one's going to buy it. She hasn't even made one attempt to do it. So she's got all this going on, too. She's just holding on to her mother, I guess. And wow. that, well, that so happens. That's her. Well, in and, my profession, that happens quite often. Yeah. Yeah. Where people won't move forward you know, for whatever emotional reasons, everything from sentimental issues with family, with, you know, with possessions, to issues about not wanting to wrap up an estate because somehow they're holding on to it, to somehow controlling other family members through holding on to an estate. A lot of issues arise in estate administration. I'm and sure. If, if I could, um, if I would have taken her perspective quicker, it would have made me feel better too. But the nice thing about this, even though I felt bad about how poorly I handled it emotionally, I didn't react. I didn't take any action to fight back. I didn't resist it. I allowed it to happen and um, didn't make her wrong for saying it. You know, even now, when it sounds like I'm making her wrong, I'm not really. I'm, I'm taking responsibility for what happened on my side. And it's hard not to make the other person wrong. I've got a friend who had a manifestation this week as well. And my friend, Rob, is completely, naturally uh, aligned with the universal forces. He, everything he does, his life is, is just magical. Everything works for him. He just uh, skates through life, winning everything he does. Um, if you remember, he's the one that bought this house on top of the mountain in North Carolina that... Um, no one had even known about, and he came in at the right time and got it at the right price, and it was something just perfect, and now it's this incredible thing. And he lives on the water here in uh, Palm Beach County. So he has a neighbor, and he has been living in this house for 20 years. And the neighbor, they're on the water, and when Rob looks out the back, he sees the can- it's a wider waterway there, one of the bigger ones. And the boats go by, it's really nice. And if he looks to the left of the house, he can see all the way down the water. And the neighbor's positioned so that the house doesn't block the view at all. So it's a beautiful view to the north. So one day the neighbor decides to put ficus trees in and it completely blocks that view. And it blocks their view down the water too, so it didn't really make a lot of sense. But it was, it was sort of a weird thing. So anyway, they have this ficus head down. And then the neighbor goes in for closure. And during this time that no one's living in the house, Rob takes out the bushes. So he has his view back. New person comes over and says, the manager of the person who now owns the house says, the owner is upset that you took out his plants. Okay, so what's the first response you would have, right, to this? You would say things like, well, you know, it blocks my view. Uh, It's never been there before. It doesn't do anything to your property. It blocks your properties viewed down south, all these things. <laughs> Instead, he said, I'm sorry. Let me know how much it is to replace it, and I'll write you a check. No resistance at all. He just completely went with the flow of it. Didn't get upset. No big deal. And so he came up with a new slogan is, what's your number? <laughs> so if anyone does anything bad to you, you say, okay, what's your number? I'll write you a check. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew that when I was a bachelor. Yeah. (laughs) And this goes to another idea that Joshua's had. I think it's going to be a book one day, but the title of this book would be You're Right, I Apologize. Um, And if you can use those four words, Mm. you can can dissipate any conflict with anybody. True. 
So because everybody just wants to be understood, right? So as soon and, as it's understood, but saying anything else builds, you know, embeds conflict, mm-hmm. right? And all conflict is resistance, and all resistance leads to, you know, a momentum that's created that leads to more resistance. And you're doing but it. The, you're doing it for yourself so that you feel right, not, better, not right, for not the other the, person. Yeah. Right. But the okay. poor guy lost his view. He lost his view. Yeah. I was like, he was like, what would you say? Okay, so here's me knowing this stuff. And what I would say was, listen, I've lived here 20 years. This hedge restricts my view. You're going to rent this property out. I'm going to make sure that, that, that you will never rent it to a tenant for more than one year. You'll hate living here so badly. This is me saying this. Goes, well, you know what I did? I said, I'm sorry. What's your number? <laughs> so, interesting. I was listening. I was, I'm wondering, you know, can people really change that much? You know, we've gone 50 years. I've gone 50 years being a certain way. And even knowing what I know, can I change enough? And, and certainly I have changed. I mean, I'm not fighting back as much. In the, and, you know, I don't get too upset at funerals anymore. Um, what, do you, what do you think, Steve? I would say that my Italy trip was a good example of how I changed because it was the smoothest, everything played out perfectly, and um, you know my daughter was with me, so I could see a, a slightly different perspective because, like, let's say it was raining or it was supposed to uh, rain the next day or something, and she would go, "Oh, it's going to rain," and I would just say, "You know, it's it's going to work out." Everything's just going to work out, and and everything mm-hmm. worked out, right? Yeah. And and I, sure. you know, when you have these big long trips and you have rail connections and flight connections and hotel reservations, usually something goes awry, right? Yeah. And and I was actually open to this. I was open to anything going awry because I knew that right. it would be an adventure, right? Mm-hmm. But nothing uh-huh. did. Everything played out perfectly. That every, you know, the 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 chance food places you'd stop at well i don't know Uh maybe italy there's a good chance you're gonna have a good place but you know almost every place we had had fantastic food and you know it's it's a couple times i had to pinch myself it was like dang you know just the way serendipity flowed and i haven't i've had a lot of trips and i've always been you know i call it old steve old steve reacted when things didn't necessarily go his way and then Uh you're at that point, you're pre-planning, right? So the next part of your trip doesn't go very well because you were in a bad mood, you know? And right. So you have these trips where, well, half of it was good, half of it not so good, you know? But this was, like, all good. So I was just uh, in a in a appreciative mood. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a clear sign that I have changed <laughs> through, through this interaction. Yeah, well, and Steve, true. what's amazing is I kind of felt like that in your pictures on Facebook. I was like, God, he's having such a great time. You know, it looks like everything is like falling into place. Like, I really felt like that even looking at your pictures. It's funny that you're saying that because, like, you had all these amazing pictures. There was a video of you guys on, like, they're probably not called Vespas, but they that's are. what we call them in that Santa a, Barbara. Oh, it was a Vespa. Okay. Okay. Yes. So that's what they call them in Santa Barbara. And, um, you know, and it just seemed like, you know, uh, yeah, the food, the menu just looked amazing. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's just the food. It's crazy <laughs> on that one menu. I'm like, what? I'm like, don't let me see that. Um, I like when the menu had mozzarella and cheese. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or cheese. <laughs> or cheese. Yeah. Mozzarella is not considered cheese, I guess. Yeah. Mozzarella, yeah. It's like a staple. Amazing. Uh, so, yeah, it's funny that you say that because – 
that was kind of obvious in, in the pictures on Facebook. So mm. well, I'm glad it came across. Mm. All right. Should we get on to the uh, question of the week? I think we should. Sure. Well, this, this is a good one because <laughs> Kyla is from Kyla. Kyla's in the one-on-one program. She's on question uh, maybe 25 or 26 right now. So not that many questions. And she's going through a divorce. Um, and she's making such amazing progress. It's unbelievable to watch. It's, awesome. it's incredible. And so this um, letter came as a result of her being able to handle a manifestation event. So let's see. Michael, you want to read for Kyla? And then Steve can read for Joshua? I'd be happy to be Kyla. Kyla has a deep voice. I'd be happy to be Kyla. <laughs> <laughs> she does not have a deep I voice. So no, I've never talked. <laughs> I've just gotten on email. I have no idea. You've talked to her. Haven't I've talked to her a couple of times. Yeah, <clears throat> she's that's very, funny. Very nice person. She, in any event, she wrote an amazing letter. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me read it. Joshua, another progress report. Tonight, I faced a manifestation event, and I rocked it. A few minutes before my scheduled chat with my ex, my mom asked me if I had time to sit down and talk with her and my dad because they wanted to discuss the agreement I'm in the process of making with my ex. It was made clear they have some, in quotes, serious concerns and wanted to make sure I was aware of their fears. I immediately noticed I was feeling negative emotions, namely annoyance, and at the root of that annoyance was fear, as always. I calmly told her that another night would be better to talk, that I love and respect her and my dad, and that I was willing to listen to their advice. But I also made it clear that my decision is made after having considered all the angles and that I'm not interested in listening to all the ways this situation could go wrong. Then I went outside and took a few minutes to myself before beginning the dialogue with my ex. In that time, I was able to analyze my negative emotions and realize that my parents are coming from a place of love and concern for my well-being. The limiting beliefs I identified were, I am wrong, other people know better than me, other people can control me, and this shit could totally hit the fan if my ex doesn't hold up his end of the bargain. I was able to rest in the knowing that all is well, that I am provided for by source, that I am the creator of my reality, and that any decision I make is right. As I headed back in, I even felt a bit excited about the chat with my ex, eager to see how it unfolded, and confident that I could remain neutral. And I did! For the most part, at least. In the moments where fear popped up, I took a step back, and thought through my responses and made sure that I was back in alignment before answering. I'm thrilled to say that we have officially reached an agreement for all of the parenting and financial issues so I could be happily divorced by the end of this month. This could have been a much rockier road had I not been participating in these conversations with you. The best part is that I'm aware that the road ahead could still be rocky and things could go wrong, but that... But that's only possible if I choose to view them as such. I am slowly but surely getting to a place where I am choosing to view manifestation events and the pain that sometimes goes along with them as adventures to be anticipated rather than avoided. I can feel the expansion from earlier this evening to now 
and I relish the thought of a lifetime full of similar experiences. So thank you, Joshua. Words cannot express how much I appreciate our interactions. With all the love in this world and the others, Kyla. Wow. You did a great job reading that, Michael. When we do the book, Conversations with Kyla, I'll have you read, uh, do the audio version so you can read (laughs) Kyla. (laughs) I'm flattered, I think. So there you go. That's the way to look at manifestation events. You know, you're here on a never ending process of expansion, and this is how you expand. And to dodge this, because you don't want to feel bad, just <clears throat> reduces your opportunity to expand. It doesn't do anything. You're still going to come up against it, and, and trying to avoid it is not going to be satisfying at all. I, I've so, got to tell you, her way of dealing with an ex was masterful. Oh, my God, yeah. I, I, have, um, I have two situations where I represent ex-spouses who are engaged in, in war, you know, basically continuations of their divorce. It's warfare over their autistic, adult autistic children. Mm-hmm. And they use these, you know, they use these as opportunities to continue the fight. And yeah. any little thing sets off either side, you know, both sides. Right. And it's crazy the way they react. You know, um, it'd be interesting if you, before you took on a client, you made them read the read a perception of reality. Well, <laughs> you see, the problem with that is then I'd have no clients. <laughs> <laughs> then everything would go smoothly. You'd have like half your billable hours. <laughs> As one of my colleagues said, our law firm thrives on family dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> you can like egg it on every now and then. Can you believe what he said? <laughs> really? <laughs> really. Okay, Steve, why don't you read for Joshua? Sure thing. Dear Kyla, words cannot express how excited we are for you. This is a true expansion, and to witness your acknowledgement of it is exceptionally exhilarating. We are filled with joy. You have expanded from the person you were when we first began these discussions, and you are now consciously creating your life. Doesn't it feel wonderful to be moving in the direction of what is wanted? Doesn't it feel exciting to grab hold of the steering wheel of your life? Imagine how a prior version of you would have handled the manifestation event. It might have gone very differently. So here Joshua is saying that by properly handling a manifestation event, taking the steering wheel, and you are consciously creating what you want rather than being resistant and creating what you do not want. Okay, so there's a huge point right in that paragraph there. And it's, I just think it's so, this made such an impact. I mean, this is such a big thing going on in her life. And, and to smooth that out, I yeah. mean, I just, I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. <clears throat> you are moving through the fear of negative emotion and are beginning to see the gift that is embedded in each emotion. This is a radically new approach to life. It is one that utilizes the forces of the universe. You are moving with the flow of life. While there remains some limiting beliefs and some attachment to the old approach, your progress is remarkable. You want certain things to come into your life, and as you do, you must make certain alterations to your vibration. By consciously becoming aware of how your limiting beliefs are limiting your reality, you can choose to disrupt those beliefs on your own and thereby Avoid manifestation events. 
manifestation events are only necessary when you are living in a way that opposes what you want. They bring out the resistance that may not be so obvious. But if you can see your own limiting ways beforehand and then work to analyze them to reduce their intensity, then a manifestation event becomes unnecessary. Do you see how this all works? Okay, so this is something big and something new. That we go through life, we, we birth a desire, and the object of that desire does not um, exist in our reality because we're not a vibrational match to it. So we have to change our vibration so that it matches whatever this thing is that we want. Now, we don't personally do anything to change our, our vibration yet, right? However, the universe sets you up in these manifestation events, and that gives you the opportunity to, to reassess your beliefs, and then your vibration changes as a result of that. Well, what Joshua is saying here is that, okay, she's gotten to such a high level, now she can possibly look into her own beliefs and start thinking about them beforehand. And if she's able to analyze, to identify and analyze the limiting belief without a manifestation event, and then reduce the intensity of that belief by, by you know, proving that it's false and showing evidence, you know, in the contrary, then that does all the work of a manifestation event, and manifestation events become less necessary. Is that interesting? Yeah, he hasn't really actually is. brought that up before. No, oh, no, that's new. So that's all like, right. Let's go on to the next one. It's 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 hard because I think they're hidden. A lot of these things are hidden. You don't even know they're there. You're swimming in right. it, right? Okay. So. so here I have this idea that I can't be trusted, and I wouldn't have known that unless this manifestation event of my own came up. It's a gift, right? Okay. <clears throat> in time, you will notice when a manifestation event is about to appear, and you can resolve it before it even gets started. Once you feel the fear and analyze it, prove it's false and reduce its intensity. The manifestation event ceases. It can all be over before it even gets started. Wow. Another thing there, too. If you get Very good cool. at this stuff, um, as soon as you feel negative emotion, you can stop and say, all right, what am I doing here? What's the fear? And then, like Rob did, just ease out of it the easiest way possible, and then it goes away. Um, so that just shows you that manifestation events do not have to be painful. Um, contrast does not have to be painful. If you can realize the message and integrate it quickly, then the manifestation event is over and the contrast is over quickly. See, the problem is that we are so wired to avoid negative emotion because we do not know how to deal with it. So we do all kinds of things to make other people happy so they don't get mad at us because we don't want this conflict or this uh, you know, negative emotion to stir up. But by doing that, we're not being who we are. Yeah. So I'm really annoying Lily lately because when she tries to, when she tries to uh, adjust my behavior... I said, I, you know, I bring up the fact that, do you want me to be different than who I am? And she says, yes, please. <laughs> when, when I was in, in Italy, I was embarrassing Sienna right and left because mm. I would just want to... Well, that's your job as a I, parent. Exactly. Remember that. I want to talk to, I want to try to talk Italian to anybody who I come across. 
uh-huh. and, and she and and she was like, "Dad, you're saying the words all wrong. You're you're doing this all right." And I'm like, "I don't care. I'm having a good yeah. time, right?" Nor do they care too. They were probably thrilled that you were trying. They were right. They were thrilled. It was all positive, so, right? But, but isn't have, it interesting? But that... we have to draw a distinction here between being ourselves and not resisting, which is the example we gave earlier with the bushes. You know, with your friend with the bushes on the property. Yeah. Well, okay, so we are, um, when you're being yourself, you're not acting in a way that is trying to get someone to do something that will make you feel good. Um, okay, so for instance, <clears throat> let's just say that I leave socks on the floor. You probably for me do. to go around nervously cleaning them you up every day. You never do that. You never do that. I do. Only be because I would <laughs> want Lily... Not to get mad at me for leaving my socks on the floor. So what I'm doing about picking up the socks is trying to mitigate her feeling so that she doesn't come back at me. And maybe that's perfectly fine, but, you know, maybe I'm doing something differently, right? Now, I, I understand that you have to live in a certain way to keep a harmonious household. But if she's really worried about the socks on the floor, she could just pick them up rather than having to try and change who I am. And she could see the socks as a sign that, hey, she's living in a marriage with somebody. And if there weren't socks on the floor, that would be an indication that she's all alone. So wouldn't it be preferable to live this way? <laughs> Tell me how that right? works. Tell me how yeah, that works I can't really you. say yeah. that out loud to her. <laughs> Hi, honey, if you're it, listening to the show. It's a, it's a recording now. Yeah. It's out there forever. Hopefully we can edit that part out. <laughs> she's mad at me. No. See, I don't have to worry about what I say anymore because... I can be who I am, and I know that when I'm being who I am, I'm being a person of pure positive love, right? And so I'm just doing the doing what I'm doing, but I can't be different than that. Just so hopefully you won't get upset because I I'll never be able to maintain that. That's another topic, another subject, but it's a it's another actually it's a question that came from uh, Kate this morning, and it was really a good answer. We'll maybe we'll do that one next week. Okay, so um, where are we on this question here? I can continue on. Okay. If you look back at some of the really big manifestation events in your life, you can see that the ones that lasted the longest and had the most emotional distress were the ones where you held onto your perspective and you did not seek to analyze your limiting beliefs and irrational fears. When you get good at this stuff, you move quickly through most events and you expand in the process. It will feel like a constant motion forward rather than a series of steps. Right. So you look back at the uh, big manifestation events in your life and you can, if you can remember them, you can see that you probably held on to them for a long time. For instance, a big one that's a really easy analogy is the, the, you know, the first person you ever, you know, whoever dumped you. So you get, you're in this relationship the other person dumps you and you feel bad because you're looking at this from a perspective that you're not good enough or you're going to miss this person or why don't they love you or all this stuff, right? Which doesn't align with who you really are or what you really want. And what you really want is this person who's eventually going to be in your life. That's what you want. And these relationships are just stepping stones to that person. So by looking at it from a perspective that you're that you're never going to meet anyone else again is not serving you, nor is it even accurate, right? But that's how everyone feels the first time they get dumped. Right. Now you look back and you go, how s silly was I to even care about that 
back then. That made no sense, you know. So that's an easy one to look at. So the point is that all these things, all these manifestation events are stepping stones. Just like what Joshua said. All right, next one. Right. Do not get complacent. Do not fear new events. Keep looking forward and creating consciously. There's nothing to worry about. You're doing so well. Look for tests from the universe to see if you've actually changed. How you handle the next several manifestation events will determine where your vibration takes you. You are loved and supported more than you can imagine, and we love watching you surf on the wave of universal forces. Joshua. So the last paragraph there is saying that you've shown that you've made a change in the way that you're handling these events. Now, in order to really change, you have to maintain this level of vibration. You can easily slip back. I guess you don't really slip back, but what I'm saying is you can easily go back to your old approach to life, and then things aren't really going to change because you haven't really integrated the new approach to life. But so, so these next few manifestation events are going to test you to see if you've actually integrated this change or if you're still operating from the old approach. That's what's tricky. So you have this one success that you feel really good about and immediately there'll be other ones coming up just to see if you've really made the change. And how you react to these new ones determines where your vibration goes and how your, your whole reality is a reflection of that vibration um, and so where that vibration is determines your life, determines the whole, everything you get. So it's a big thing. It is. Life-changing. Life-changing, yeah. So I love that question and that answer. It uh, made things so much clearer. There were a lot of aha moments in there. It's amazing how, you know, all these questions that are done every day, there's something in every one of them. Um. Well, this one in particular had a lot of major league things going on in this person's yeah. in Kyla's life. Yeah, you know these weren't the minor, you know, the small annoyances. These were major issues. Right. You know, how are we going to get along? How are we going to parent our child or children? How are we going to split up assets? Who's going to pay for what? Right. You know, these are the things that people, you know, people go absolutely crazy about because they're so important, or they you feel know, so important. Right. I mean, these are the things that lead to such fearfulness at, mm -hmm. at such a core level. Yeah. yeah. Plus, on top of that, as I said before, these are the sorts of things that I've witnessed where people feel they have to win, or I can't let the other one win. Right. And there is no win unless it's a win-win because you are not only eternally tied to the person, but you're certainly tied to the person as long as the children are, you know, minors. Oh, no question about it. Yeah. And, the, you know, the courts and the attorneys and everybody, at least if they're doing their jobs properly, try to tell the people, look, you guys are stuck together. <laughs> You're going to, no matter what, you can get a divorce, but if you have children, you've, yeah. you've, you've got things going on forever. It seems, though, that a lot of the motivation um, for lawyers is to get the best deal because they get the better you know, reputation for winning and attract new clients as a result. 
Well, that's part of it, and part of it also is the fact that you know that is at least our that's our obligation. We're supposed to zealously right. represent our client, right? And that means sometimes taking hardline positions, you know, even where in the scheme of things, that's not that's not necessarily the best for everybody. Yes. So we do that, you know. However, you know, we as attorneys at least can try to step back and speak to our clients and say, hey, you know, there are other considerations here. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this such, is such exciting as the, to see. Such as the well-being of your children. Yeah. You don't necessarily, you know, winning against your ex-spouse, you know, may not be the best thing in the world. You could take the higher <clears throat> position and the higher road here for the sake of your kids. And we have, you know, I've had that discussion with clients. Doesn't necessarily go anywhere, but I've had that discussion with clients. Well, they are lucky to have you being so aware of what you know beneath the surface of everything. You know, I'm starting uh, my own consulting company right now, going through that. Uh And I had kind of a revelation where I'm, you know, I used to have the the thought that I have to take all clients. Like, you know, any client I need to pursue and I need to go after and and the realization was you know I'm only going to work with people I want to work with Absolutely. that is so important and yes. and it's totally opposite it's a it's a completely polar opposite you know feeling but I love it and I and I think it might work out actually I have a hunch it might work out that's the most important thing when I um, was into marketing several years ago I wrote a book called core marketing and the basis of it was that you get into this business because it's something you like, that you love that aspect of reality that you're really interested in too. And so the clients that you attract are the ones who are also interested in what you specifically are bringing to this thing. And so you have core customers and those core customers are going to be a fraction of the total customers or the total people that that are exposed to your business. But they're going to be the ones that represent 80% of all the profits, of all the referrals, of all the good feelings, of all the good feedback you get. And they're going to be the easiest to work with and pay you the most. The other 80% that come through, and at the time we were, you know, um, those are the ones that are just going to kick the tires and try and get the best deals and negotiate the best rates and complain the most and steal the most and that sort of thing. And so you've got to get really good at picking out who the core customers are. Who are these people who are really interested in that specific, unique thing that you offer? Lily's store is a super easy example. She's doing something completely unique, which is refurbishing old furniture, and there's a lot of people who like that. But in her store will come people who are just looking for any old couch or anything, and they'll try and they don't see what's really happening. You know, they just see that it's a furniture store. They don't know the the backstory of it, and so they just see stuff and they say, "Okay, well, there's a couch there. Let's see the best deal I can get, and can you deliver it? And you can can I take off sales tax and can I do all this other stuff?" And she's like, "No, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's going to be a hassle with you." But if a core customer comes in and goes. I just absolutely love this piece. It is the most unbelievable thing. I can't believe how great it is. I would just love to have this. Can you do any better on it? She'll say, absolutely. You know, she'll make her make a deal. And then that person will bring in their friends, and they'll buy more stuff, and they'll bring in their furniture to have redone, and, and it's just a cool thing. But you look at – here's a really good example of that. Um, she had a designer who is a super great guy, and he had this – big client out in Wellington in a multi, multi, multi million dollar house that had this 
gigantic custom-made sofa. Well, the cushions weren't uh, this is sort of a famous person, too. The cushions weren't the proper firmness for her. And so she wanted to have them all redone. That couch cost like $150,000, if you can imagine. It was this what? big thing. Yeah, it's just crazy. Holy So Tito. she's paying. Boy, boy, it must have been just right on her tushy. And she's paying <laughs> or, now or she Lily it to be. like. $800 per cushion to redo. Some amazing amount of money. Now, it's really expensive fabric. There's foam in there. It's all kinds of stuff, right? And there's a million cushions. So Lily takes the job. Now, that's not what she does. She's What she does is she creates custom, unique pieces out of quality furniture that is now past its prime, right? It's still great condition. It's just that the design and the style of it, the fabrics on it and the color of it is not contemporary and she designs these new pieces well she's not someone who reupholsters people stuff you know now that's really good money but that's not her core thing and this person's certainly not a core customer because this person never even come in the store all this person wants is a couch that feels better so she gets she takes the job just because she can make money on it and she has nothing but nightmares and this woman almost threatens to sue her and she does sue the designer for all Charming. the money. Yeah. So this is um, the, the, the example of someone who's not a core customer, who's not vibrating at the same level as you, and someone you can avoid easily. And she so probably Steve, picked up on that, too. She probably knew that in advance. She knew it in advance, but she probably was worried did. that she should be making the money, and she was worried that she shouldn't give up the, the business. Yeah, right. And people do that all the time, and they're just complete nightmares. Um, oh, so some, of, some of my worst experiences and some of the people who have stiffed us the worst are people who I knew re- going into the relationship we should never have taken. Right. If they don't value what you're doing as your unique offering, then you're going to have problems with them because they, they're not on the same level with you. One minute. One minute. I was just going to say that. All right, everyone. This has been a fantastic show. You guys are great. I'm so glad to have you here and talking with us about this important stuff. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Um, please make sure that you get on our newsletter so you get the question of the week and the quote of the week every week so you can read along with us as um, we t- talk about this stuff. It's a lot of fun. And I only send out one email a week, so it's not a lot of stuff in your inbox. Also, you can read a lot of the questions from people all over the world for free at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Remember to buy both books. A uh, the health, wealth, and love book should be out by the end of the month. That's almost done. And these books are great books for gifts, by the way. Yes. Um, and Joshua is in the middle of writing the Joshua Diet. Did you hear that, Steve? Yes, I did. Oh, man, it's such a good book too. Um, right now, it's 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 about how your mental, how, how you create everything in reality from the inside out, including your body. So it's a l- lot of the um, rehashing of all the stuff we're going through and then it's gonna, I think it's going to go into specific things you can do. Very cool. Um, okay, so if anyone has a question, please go to teachingsofjoshua.com send in your questions. We may pick one for this and otherwise have a wonderful week. We will see you again next Saturday. Goodbye, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable with Gary Temple Bodley. 
We will be back next week with another fun discussion. If you would like to ask Joshua a question or read more of Joshua's teachings, please visit us at theteachingsofjoshua.com. See you next week. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.